welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. It is a good thing for dads to spend time with their daughters and develop a good relationship with them. But leave it to Chester A. Riley to mess up, not enrich, his daughter's life. Today's episode is entitled, Bab's Elderly Boyfriend. It is the 222nd episode of The Life of Riley, and it originally aired on November 26, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Krell. <laughs> P-R-E-L-L, Krell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Krell brings you the life of Riley. Krell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves hair more radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Saturday, an aircraft worker in Los Angeles finished up his work at noon and, in typical American fashion, hurried home to spend the half-holiday with his 13-year-old son, Junior. A simple situation, you might think, with no foreseeable complications. In most cases, that would be true. But in this case, the man's name happens to be Chester A. Riley. Hi, Peg, where's Junior? In his room, dear. How about the two of you cleaning up the yard for me this afternoon? Huh? Oh, Peg, this is Saturday, Father and Sunday. The day me and Junior pal around. Oh, it's that little Junior, a real pal. Man's best friend. Oh, but the yard... I tell you, Peg, he adores me. You ought to see the way he looks up at me with those big brown eyes and the way he trots along after me and... Does he wag his tail, too? (laughs) Well, he would if he had one. So you won't do the yard? Well, I'm willing, Peg, but that kid just wouldn't give up this day with me for anything. Hiya, Pop. Well, hiya, son. Well... All dressed up and raring to go, huh? Well, what's the program? The zoo? Aquarium? Movies? Up to you. Well, there's a thing going on at school today, Pa. what is it? A father and son shindig? Oh, boy, we'll have fun. Well, it's not exactly that. It's a... A show. Um, Well, I'll do my imitation of Charlie McCarthy. Uh, Peg, get me my Edgar Bergen dummy, huh? It's not a show. It's a tea dance. We'll be the handsomest couple on the floor. <laughs> Riley, can't you get it through your head? Junior's got a date with a girl this afternoon. A girl? Well, just tell her to bring along a friend for me. I mean, uh, uh... <laughs> Oh, I get it. I ain't invited. Well, I- I'd ask you to come, Pop, but well, I don't think Marilyn would like it. Oh. So Marilyn means more to you than I do. Okay, I don't need you, Junior. I'm sorry, Pop. I gotta go. Goodbye. Stood up. He stood me up. I give him the best years of my life, and the first pretty face that comes along, he jokes me. Oh. (laughs) Now, stop feeling sorry for yourself. It's not the end of the world. Well, I got the laundry to do. Oh. Oh, this bundle's heavy. What's the use of having a kid, you... Uh, Riley, this may come as a surprise, but you're the father of another child. Hey, you mean... Well, darling, why didn't you tell me before? Oh, sit down, sweetheart. Give me that bundle. You shouldn't lift heavy bundles at a time like this. (laughs) Can I get you some pickles and strawberries? (laughs) Where's it going to be, darling? Oh, Riley, you (laughs) goof. 
Stop imagining things. I meant your daughter, Babs. Oh. <laughs> Here's the bundle. <laughs> you know, all these years you've been so busy with Junior, you, you've practically ignored Babs. Well, she's only a girl. Only a girl? Well, I mean, it's, it's only natural. Oh, there's no use talking to you. No, no wait a minute, Peg. Now, maybe I have been neglecting Babs lately. I... I just didn't notice her. Well, you paid a lot more attention to her when she was younger. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. We were pretty close. She used to tell her old daddy everything. Now the only way I find out what's going on with her is when she forgets to lock up her diary. <gasps> <laughs> you read her diary? Well, not lately. She caught me. <laughs> now she writes in code. <laughs> you know, Peg, I'm going to get real close to my little girl. Where is she? Oh, probably down at the drugstore with her gang. Well, then I'm off to join the gang. And believe me, Dumplin', you've got no idea what a change this is going to make in Babsy's life. Hi, Babs. Oh, hi, Audrey. Why are you sitting here all by yourself with that dreamy look? Waiting for someone, Babs? I might be, Audrey. Don't you want to come over and sit with the boys? Those children? They're so young. Gee, I wish I was sophisticated like you, Beth. This friend you're waiting for, is it somebody new? Well, yes, it might be. An older man? Twenty? <laughs> well, not a child, definitely. Gee, I wish I knew some older men. The real masculine type with five o'clock shadow. <laughs> The only kind I ever meet have peach fuzz. Well, good luck, Babs. Oh, uh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Uh, did you uh, did you see Babs rally around here? Oh, Babs? Yeah. Sure, she's right over there in that corner booth. Oh! Uh, anything the matter? <laughs> you must be the friend she's expecting. Friend? <laughs> I'm a lot more than that to her, little lady. <laughs> oh. Oh, excuse me. Now, where did she say Babs was? Oh, yeah, there she is. Uh, excuse me, but your face is familiar. Didn't we meet in Monte Carlo, or could it be the Riviera? Or was it Ocean Park? Daddy, what are you doing well, here? I just thought I'd drop in and treat you to a soda, honey. Hey, uh, Gaston? Yeah, what do you have? Two milkshakes for me and my steady girlfriend here. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> oh, don't look so surprised. I know how you kids talk. I'm right up there with you bobby stockings. <laughs> Well, that's what I said. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a real square. <laughs> hey, this is fun. C call over some of the other kids' beds. I'll hand them a few laughs. I brought my badge along. What badge? Well, this one. You see what it says? Chicken inspector. <laughs> you want a neck? <laughs> Daddy, please put that away. Yeah, I guess it's a little too spicy for you kids. <laughs> Come here, Dad. Well, I figured at this time that you and me got closer together, Bed. You're at the age where you need a father's advice. Now, I was reading about a young girl your age a couple of weeks ago. I forget where I read it, but anyway, this girl went for a ride on Mulholland Drive in a purple Chevy convertible with this UCLA student. Daddy, and... you've been reading my diary again. <laughs> so that's where I read it. I know why you're here. You don't trust me. But, Babsy, that's not true. You I... came to spy no, on wait me. wait a minute, Babs. That's no way to talk to me. I'm 17 and 
and I refuse to be hounded like a common criminal. Now, just a minute, Dad. I'm the one who's paying the bills, and I'm entitled to some respect. Two milkshakes. And as long as I'm footing the bills, you listen to me. That'll be 52 cents with tax. 52 cents. Okay, bud. So just remember that as long as you have to come to me for money, you better... You... You... you Dad, can you let me 52 cents? <laughs> Another living soul. But wait till you hear about Fab Riley. What? A boy? A man. An older man. No. Yes. They just this minute walked out of the malt shop together. No. Yes. And Helene. Guess who paid for their chips? He did? She did. No. Yes. Oh, isn't it just too unbearably exciting? Oh, but Helene, swear you won't breathe a solitary word. Oh, I won't. I'd rather die. Audrey, hang up. I want to call Betty. <laughs> on very good authority that he's horribly distinguished looking. Tall and suave. No. Yes. And this person saw them having cocktails. And who do you think was paying? Oh, no. Yes. But remember, Betty, I only told you because you took a solemn oath. You wouldn't let it go any further. Oh, I won't tell you. No, I never talk. Would you hang up, Lane? I want to make a call. <laughs> I know for a positive fact that they were seen spending the whole evening at Zero's drinking champagne. No! Yes, he's a Cary Grant type, only much more good-looking, and a gigolo. And this person from whom I got the information knows for a positive fact that this has been going on for weeks. Weeks? Definitely weeks. Audrey? Audrey, aren't you interested? Oh, yes, Betty. Well, certainly I'm interested. Only I thought I was the only one who knew about them. Pop, may I ask you something? If it's for a tea dance, ask Marilyn. Oh, it's not that. I just want to know, is there any time you should repeat gossip? Never. Well, no matter who it's about? It makes no difference. Anyone who gossips is a weasel. There's nothing lower. Unless it's the one who listens to the weasel, and he's a skunk. Uh, does that answer your question, son? Yeah, I guess you're right, Pop. I didn't believe it about Babs anyway. Babs? What about Babs? Well, it's just gossip. Well, what is it? Well, you said not to repeat it. Never mind what I said. Do as I say. <laughs> tell me. But you just said anybody who listens to gossip is a skunk. All right, so hold your nose and tell me. I wouldn't feel right repeating it. Junior, you got to tell me, huh? Well, maybe if you give me 50 cents, I'd feel better. What? You're offering to sell me the information for 50 cents? I never thought I'd live to see the day when my own son would sell his self-respect for a measly 50 cents. Well, I, I guess you're right, Pop. Maybe it isn't enough. Make it a buck. Why, <laughs> you... It's a losing fight here. Oh, thanks. Now, tell me, what about that? Well, I heard Babs is going around with an older man. What? Who told you? Well, it's all over the neighborhood. They say this older man... How old? Is... 21, 22? Well, no, 40. 40? An old fossil. <laughs> no wonder she didn't want me to spy on her. What, what does he look like? Fat, bald? Well, they say he looks sort of like Cary Grant. Cary Grant? That double-crosser. How could he? And him with that sweet Myrna Loy. 
and that new dream house of theirs. Ah, <laughs> uh, it isn't Cary Granny. He just looks like him. Oh. And he's a gigolo, they say. Babs is always picking up the check at Ciro's. Ciro's? They're there every night drinking champagne. Champagne? So that's where the dollar a week I give her goes. <laughs> oh, my poor little Babsy. She'll be the talk of the town. Oh, now, Pop, it's only gossip. It'll die down. No, it won't. Every big mouth in town will go around repeating it. Where's your mother? I gotta tell her. <laughs> hey! Hey! Well, I'll scout around, Pop, and see what I can pick yeah, up. Yeah, go ahead, son. And remember, money's no object. Hey! What's all the noise? Hey, what do you think your daughter is up to? Oh, now she's my daughter. What would you say if I told you that your daughter is going out with Cary Grant? Ask her if he has a friend for me. <laughs> hey, this is serious. Oh, you believe she's going out with Cary Grant? Not with Cary Grant. He just looks like Cary Grant. He's an older man, over 40. Oh, nonsense. But it ain't nonsense. I'm telling you, our little Babs is in danger. I know that type. A ah, lot you know. Uh, I may not be educated, but I know more about men than you do. <laughs> I used to be a man myself before I got married. Calm down. I don't believe there's a word of truth in all this. But we'll talk to Babs about it. Yeah, you bet we will. I ain't going to stand for no daughter of mine. Hi, Daddy. Hello, Mother. Uh-huh. Just the person I want to see. Well, what about... What's the name of this older man that you're going around with? Answer yes or no. What man? Oh, don't try to play innocent. You were seen. I got a report. Daddy, you were spying on me again. Okay, I admit it. Now you admit it. I don't admit anything. I'm 17 and I absolutely refuse to be spied on. Oh, Babsy, don't get all worked up. Please. I'm old enough to know what's right and wrong. And even if I did go out with an older man, that's my affair. Now wait, Fred. I don't care to discuss it. You're... She gets more like you every day. Well, that's right. Blame me. No, I ain't blaming you, Dumplin'. It's my fault that she's interested in older men. Now, we don't know that she is. Yes, we do. Look how she acted. It's all my fault. You were right. I wasn't a good father to her. Oh, what's that got to do with it? But it's psychology. I was reading it in a book on the bus last week. This book is by a big-shot psychologist, Sigmund Fruit. <laughs> And it said, it said, young girls seek the company of older men as a substitute for the companionship of a father, and the result is. The result's what? I don't know. That's where the guy with the book got off the bus. <laughs> but it's enough for me to go on. <laughs> now, look, we'll talk to Bab this evening. No, no, talking won't do no good. We'll only egg her on. There's only one thing. I've got to be a better father, a real companion. Well, that won't do any harm. Ah, uh, we'll be pals. I'll make her forget this gigolo. I don't care how tall and handsome and debonair he is. When she compares him to me, she... Mm. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. <laughs> We'll bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a minute. There's a radiant air about your hair when you use Prell. Yes, there's a radiant air about your hair when you use Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. You'll be truly amazed how radiant Prell leaves hair the very first time you use it. 
That's because Prell leaves hair more gloriously radiant than any soap shampoo you've ever used, cream or liquid, with no dulling soap film. Prell brings out the natural, attractive highlights of your hair, leaves it soft and smooth, shining with radiance. Your hair is easy to set, easy to manage for days after your Prell shampoo. And Prell washed hair is radiantly clean hair, too, because with Prell, there's no worry of unsightly dandruff. Yes, Prell removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. So prove to yourself how radiantly beautiful your hair can be. Try Prell. Try Prell tomorrow. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. As part of his campaign to divert Babs from the mysterious and handsome older man in her life, Riley has taken his daughter rowing in Los Angeles' Westlake Park. Oh, this is fun, huh, Babsy? Daddy, why did you take me rowing? Well, I told you, Babs, I just want to get closer to you. How much longer are we going to stay out? We just left the dock. Oh, there's nothing like rowing. Great exercise. Ah, out here under the blue sky, in the open air. I could go on like this forever. And when you get tired rowing, I'll take over. <laughs> All right. We'll stay out a little while longer. Ah, oh, this is just like old times. Remember when you were only three years old, you'd go rowing on the lake in Prospect Park? Of course, I didn't let you row there. No, Mother did the rowing. <laughs> she did not. Well, she did so. You always got seasick. <laughs> me seasick on a dinky little lake like this? <laughs> oh, make me laugh. <laughs> Uh, Betsy, don't rock the boat. <laughs> I'm not rocking it. That was just a ripple from another rowboat. He's maniacs. <laughs> Are you sure you feel all right, Betsy? Oh, don't worry about old Skipper Riley. I'm a regular old salt. Oh, blow the man down, boys. Oh, blow the man down. Oh, I'm hungry. I think I'll eat one of the sandwiches Mother made for blow me. Blow the man down, boys. Oh, uh, uh, bed sit in the middle of the boat. <laughs> I thought it took a little. Oh, blow the man down, boys. Oh, blow the man down. Want a sandwich? Sardine? (laughs) Blow the man down, boys. I'll put some mayonnaise on it. Oh, blow the man down, boys. You're as white as a sheep. Are you sick? Me? I never felt better in my life. <laughs> oh, blow the man down, boys. Oh, blow the man. Here's some pickles. <laughs> oh, blow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm dying. Man's a lifeboat. <laughs> Daddy, here, lie down in the bottom. Oh. Here, put this pillow under your head. I'll row to shore. Oh, I'll never make it. I'll have to be buried at sea. Oh, Betsy, darling. Oh, Oh, hi, Audrey. Who's that? A friend of mine. Oh, Betsy, hold my head. Oh. Having a good time, Beth? Oh, yes, wonderful, just wonderful. You feeling better, dear? Oh, oh, oh. Here, put your head in my lap. Oh. Well, if you're not going to introduce me, goodbye. Oh, 
every way. Never mind her, Babs. Go to the shore. Oh, from now on, I'm staying away from water. I just ain't built like Esther Williams. <laughs> Guess the latest about Babs Riley. Didn't see her again out with him. Yes. No, where were they? Rowing. And Helene. Babs was doing the rowing. And he had his head in her lap. Calling her darling and everything. No. Yes. Said she refused to even introduce me. Just said they were having a perfectly wonderful time and rowed away. No. Yes. Oh, isn't it the most positively thrilling escapade you ever heard of? <laughs> No, a small cruiser. <laughs> it must have been given to him by... by some other woman. No. Yes. They say he's positively hypnotic, like Cary Grant. Only he has a torso that's even more so. <laughs> and, Audrey, I happen to know definitely that the two of them were sighted off Catalina in his yacht. Outward bound. <laughs> Outward bound, Audrey, in all its implications. No! Oh, golly, what a fast worker. The last I saw them, they were in a rowboat in Westlake Park. <laughs> Riley, will you be able to eat something today? Yeah, I think so. My stomach is a little more settled. Oh, you haven't eaten a thing in two days. Yeah, well, I'll try. Just let's not talk about it, Peg. Don't say anything to remind me of it. Don't worry, I won't. As far as I'm concerned, it's so much water under the... Br oh, for heaven's sake, lie down. I never saw such a man. How anybody can get seasick in a rowboat. Well, I got a weak stomach. It's all in your mind. I got a weak mind, too. Oh, Riley. Well, I don't care how sick I am, it was worth it. By now, Babs has forgotten all about this gigolo. <laughs> if there ever was a gigolo. Oh, no, there was. Don't worry. And I'd do it all over again. Even though for a while there on that boat, I thought I was ready for Digger O'Dell, the undertaker. Here I am, ready or not. <laughs> oh, it's you, Digger. Yes, it is. I indeed. I rang, but evidently you didn't hear me. No, we got a dead battery. <laughs> My deepest sympathy. <laughs> Well, won't you sit down, Mr. O'Dell? No, thank you. This is not a social call. I bring bad news. Bad news? I wasn't going to tell you the whole story. You know me. I always let a man down easy. <laughs> but in this case, you're entitled to know the complete, unvarnished truth. About what, Mr. O'Dell? The scandalous behavior of your daughter. Bad? I'm not one to carry tales. Down at my place, we have a strict rule. Anything you pick up, keep it undercover. But in this case, I feel I must speak. Digger, tell me, what did you hear? Your daughter, Babs, is cavorting about town with an elderly bounder. Now, we know that. Did you also know she visited him aboard his palatial yacht? Oh, Peg, it's still going on. I didn't stop it. Oh, I, I just can't believe it. Where did you hear this story? From one of my customers. <laughs> Your customer, and he talked. <laughs> this one did. He's an ILP customer. Installment layaway plan. <laughs> you make a small deposit now, and we make a large deposit later. Oh, but it's terrible. 
can't see through it. But you heard, Digger. He wouldn't lie. Peg, we got to have this out with Bad once and for all. A showdown. And this time she better confess. Bad, come in here. Now, wait, Roddy. I won't have you persecuting that girl on account of a silly rumor. Now, Peg, I know what I'm doing. Hey, Pop. I ain't got no time for you now, Junior. I got business to settle with Bad. Bad! But this is about Bad. I dug up a witness. Good lad. I have a job for you anytime you're ready. (laughs) This girl saw Babs with this man. Uh Uh-huh. Now we've got it. Now will you believe it, Peg? Bad, come in here right away. I'm coming. Junior, where's this witness? Outside. Good. When I whistle, bring her in. What's all this about a witness? Please, stay out of this, Bad. This is no concern of yours. Daddy, what's all the commotion? Sit down in that chair. Digger... Get that bridge lamp. Shine that light in her face. Oh, God. Will you stop this crazy nonsense? It ain't nonsense. I'm handling this just like they do in Scotland Yard. You bring everybody together in the same room, and somebody's got a crack. I think somebody's cracked already. <laughs> okay, now the case is open, and nobody leaves until I close it. Believe for you. I never leave until I close the case. <laughs> Babs, I'm giving you your last chance. Do you still deny that you've been going around with this gigolo on his yacht? Gigolo? Well, I never heard of such a thing. Oh, trying to braze it out, huh? Okay, now I'm playing my ace in the hole. Oh, Riley. Stay out of this, Peg. Here she is, Pop. Come in, Audrey. This is Audrey. Hi, Babs. Audrey. Don't coach the witness. Oh! Audrey, there's a sneaky, handsome rat that's been seen around with Babs. Tell me. Who is this rat? It's you. Uh-huh. You hear that, Peg? I'm the rat. You hear that? I'm the rat. I'm... I'm the rat? Yes. I saw you with Babs in the drugstore. But the man on the yacht. I didn't see anybody on a yacht. I just saw you in the rowboat at Westlake Park. But I'm Babs' father. You are? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry. How do you think Babs feels? But I... Junior said... It was me all the time. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this is all your fault, Audrey. My fault? You had no right going around spreading rumors that Babs was seen with a handsome man who looked like Cary Grant when all the time it was... <laughs> Well, I guess anybody could have made that mistake. <laughs> the Rileys will be back in just a moment. When you want to look your best, does unsightly dandruff spoil your appearance? Then it's Prell for you. Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Yes, Prell is one shampoo especially designed to leave hair both radiantly lovely and radiantly clean. For in as little as three minutes from the time you first apply Prell, its fast work removes those ugly dandruff flakes. Doctors' examinations proved it. In most cases, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two Prell shampoos a week. Prell's economical, too. It goes farther than any known shampoo, cream, or liquid because it's more concentrated. Try it yourself. Get Prell. P-R-E-L-L, Pearl Shampoo, leads hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Pearl Shampoo. And another thing, Riley. But, Peg, why blame me? It's all Audrey's fault. She thought I looked like a handsome Cary Grant type. Oh, that girl must be a half-wit. Now, just a minute. (laughs) 
There happens to be a very strong resemblance. I have a cleft just like Kerry. Yes, but his is in his chin. You've got yours in your forehead. Well, I happen to have a very low forehead. Roger and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Oh, I wish I could keep all my lovely new lingerie lovely longer. Don't just wish. Keep them safe in snow. Yes, safe in... Wonderful ivory snow. Your lovely lingerie can stay lovely longer with ivory snow care. Your hands will tell you why. Wash dishes with ivory snow as millions do. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know that ivory snow's extra kind of fine washables. Ivory snow is so mild, so pure, so safe, and speedy, too. It's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like ivory snow. Yes, lovely washables can stay lovely longer with... That's right, wonderful ivory snow. Now this is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble brings you a full hour of entertainment. First, Red Skelton, and then... The Life of Riley. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until next time, in the words of Emily Dickinson, we turn not older with years but newer every day.